Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today. Uh, we're looking in the Scripture uh, about the birth narrative of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're in Luke 1 right now, and we're seeing some just tremendous things, uh, things which we've heard so often. Uh, you'll read just about every year. You might hear a message or a teaching on here and there, but, you know, we really don't just stop and think about it quick enough and long enough. Uh, we're down in Luke 1. We saw where Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting the baby John in her womb leaped. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Elizabeth just declared some things. She declared to Mary, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how is it that the uh, uh, mother of my Lord would come to me? And then she says, blessed are you because you believe. So it's two, it's two blessings to uh, uh, Mary and a blessing to the son. What was Mary's response? We saw that in the last episode. She said, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced and God my Savior, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Now, she, was, she wasn't just feigning humility here, okay? You can just read this and realize how the humility of the Lord was upon her and what she was experiencing. But she didn't stop there. She starts actually quoting scripture. In verse 50, Luke 1, she says this, And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. See, she was living and walking through this in the fear of the Lord, the proper fear of the Lord, not, not the fear of man, but the fear of the Lord. And then she starts to declare some things about this. Verse 51, he has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. Well, you know, we're accustomed to hearing the first part of Mary's Magnificat, as it's called, okay? But we're not as accustomed to hearing this little uh, theological treatises that she gives right here. You know, Mary was a young woman. We don't know how old she was. I always use the age of 15 because it's just easier to do the math sometimes, right? But she was a young lady. Quite often people say, well, she was just a teenager. And just that statement reveals the mindset that's been so detrimental to the body of Christ. Again, in Scripture, what you see is you see children and young men and young ladies. You have a child. When the child starts progressing through the changes of life, they become a young lady or, or a young man. You don't see this concept of teenager anywhere, this teenage thing that we have in our society today. That's only a perversion of things uh, really over about the last 100, 125 years. You can't even find a phrase prior to that other than just uh, uh, from a point of view of numerical numbers, 15, 16, that type of thing. 
But we have this mindset that, well, from the age of 13 to 26, you can just sort of do what you want to and then get real with life at the end of your 20s or early 30s. And nothing could be further from the truth. Mary knew the Word of God. Mary knew the history of her people. Okay? Mary knew that this was the work of the Lord. And so she declared, my soul exalts him. My spirit has rejoiced in him. I'm just his humble slave, his humble bond slave. But people are going to call me blessed. And here's why. Because the mighty one of Israel is the one who's done these great things. And holy is his name. And then she follows up on that because the next word is and. His mercy is upon generation after generation to those who fear him. And then she gives a historical account a historical account, and goes all the way back to Abraham. Notice that last verse I read, led us back to Abraham. So she says what? His mercy is upon us as a people from generation to generation. To who? To those who fear him. And then she describes what he's done. He's done mighty deeds with his arm. And this is what is referred to in theological circles as anthropomorphism. God is spirit. God does not have a body. He took on the form of flesh, Jesus Christ, um, Philippians tells us about that. But what it's saying right here is that idea is that the Lord will use our body parts in describing. So the face of the Lord, the arm of God, the hand of God, the steps of the Lord, that type of thing. Okay, The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth. So she says he's done mighty deeds with his arm, that idea of being powerful. What kind of mighty deeds? He scattered those. Who did he scatter? Those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. Woo! You know, he did it back then. He's doing it now. We're seeing it even within uh, the natural in the world today with what's happening with a lot of people uh, of pride and hubris who are being brought down. The Lord will do this. So what do we need to do? We need to go before him and repent <laughs> and say, Lord, forgive me of those thoughts of my heart that are proud. He, she says he's brought down rulers. He's brought down these powerful rulers from their thrones, but he's also exalted those who are humble. She said, he's filled the hungry with good things, but he sent the rich away empty-handed. Boy, is that not foreshadowing some things that Jesus will encounter? And she says, he's given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy. Okay, because of his mercy, he's given help to his servant. And then here's where he closes with Abraham. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. She was of the line of David and the line of Abraham. So she knew these things. She's giving thanks to God. She's responding to Elizabeth, and she's just saying, this is what the Lord's done. This is where we are right now. Now, remember what Elizabeth and Zacharias have been told about John, that he would be the one that would go before Messiah. And here Elizabeth is six months along, and here all of a sudden she realizes, because the Spirit's revealed it to her, that Messiah's mother is sitting right here in front of her. Can you imagine? So, last verse right here will be done. Luke 1, verse 56. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned her home. When we first see this count right here, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. In the sixth month of what? Of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Now Mary goes there. It'll take a little time to travel, all that kind of stuff. She stays about three months. Sounds to me like she stayed until John was born. Wouldn't you think that's what happened? She stayed about three months, and then she returned home. <clears throat> what must have been going on and been said during those three months' times <laughs> when 
that the older baby is kicking. And then about the time she starts to leave, Mary starts feeling a stirring within her. The things that they talked about, the things that they wondered about. Hmm, it's exciting stuff. Anyway, meditate upon these things, reflect upon these things of what the Most High God did for Israel and what He has done for us and rejoice in it. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.